Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artists, and we listen to all of their records, rank them from worst to best, give our biggest banger from each of them. So we're going to be doing that with Soundgarden, but we're also going to be doing doing something a little more um, intense where Jeff and I actually sat down the last couple of weeks and listened to the debut record from, debut records from the most significant bands in the grunge era and some of the bands that directly inspired these bands. So we have 21 things to get through with that. And then we have the <laughs> six and then we have the six Soundgarden in Soundgarden records plus their one EP that we're going to rank within all of that. So everybody likes rankings though. We, yeah. And we, we just want to piss people off with these rankings, honestly, true because neither of us really like grunge music. Um, for the most part, we don't like it. And there was a lot of trash that we a lot of trash these last couple of weeks when it comes to the debut records from uh, from some of these big heavy hitters. So, like I said, we're, we're going to get through 21 of these, but we're going to do this fast because some of the shit I don't have a lot to say about because it's just either really bad or really boring. So let's start with 21. <laughs> let's start with 21. Here what it is, is the baby. Worst Here debut it is. Grunge record of all time. Go. This is this is not just the the worst grunge debut album this is quite possibly one of the worst i mean this first shot this this takes a cake over the beatles in my book as the Woo! most overrated fucking thing that has ever existed that is pearl jams 10 pearl yeah. jams 10 better can't be fucking serious with this shit no way like this has yeah. got to be a joke it, it's fucking this this album is terrible way too many like misplaced guitar solos that make zero fucking sense it's wanking <laughs> for the for the purpose of wanking but he's not even good and the other members like were fine, but nothing's extraordinary about it. This is just extremely boring. There, God damn, this is this is uh, this was uneventful. And I, again, yes. I I yes. cannot yeah. think Eddie Vedder's fucking serious with this. This has to be a joke. <laughs> so my number twenty one is also Pearl Jam's ten. I think this is just a god awful record. I do not understand why this band is. I, yeah, I don't. I have no idea why this band is as popular as they are, and this record is so popular. I do not get it. Maybe it's because nothing sounded like this when it came out. So people just sound like shit. attached themselves to it because they'd never heard anything like it. Uh, but no, it, it's just fucking terrible. Eddie Vedder, okay, fine. He, he can sing. He can hold a note. But it doesn't make his vocals good at all. He's fucking annoying. He's obnoxious. Oh, God, dude. And like you said, the music is just fucking boring. It goes nowhere. It just, it's like... It's like a, a terrible version of Tool, like it's they're trying to be ambitious. They're trying to do this like this this kind of off the wall kind of alt rock thing, metal alt metal thing, and it just sounds like garbage. This Pearl Jam record is fucking terrible. I don't care. It's fucking awful. Yeah, it's fucking it's trash. Dude. This is sub <laughs> one. So bad. Sub one. It's this weird is, this too. Is a point five for me. 
It's, yeah, it's weird because because Eddie Vedder did the soundtrack to the movie Into the Wild that that started Mila Hirsch, and I love oh, yeah. the soundtrack, and I like Eddie Vedder's voice in that soundtrack because it's it's what? very stripped down. There's a lot of banjo playing. There's a lot of like other instruments that he plays, and it's How really weird. really good. It's a fantastic soundtrack, but Pearl Jam's Ten is fucking gar- garbage, <laughs> garbage, garbage. Yeah, dude, it's bad. So what do you got for number twenty? Twenty's uh, STP. Stone Temple Pilots, their yeah. first album. Dude, this was just like the most generic of all the grunge stuff I listened to. It just Wyland has a, a distinctive way of singing, which is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm Scott Wyland. This is how I sing, and I'm a fucking cool guy. I was a cool guy, <laughs> but it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just dumb. It just, it seems forced and silly, and, and I don't know. The music was just way too generic here, but I don't yeah. give a fuck. All right, my uh, my number twenty is also Stone Temple Stone Stone Temple Pilots core record. Uh, just, I mean, Scott's voice is, is so fucking annoying. The melodies are just straight up fucking boring. The guitars are heavy and kind of chuggy and that's kind of cool. But after the first song, it's like, okay, I've, I've heard this. Like, this is just dull and boring. And people like really praise the, the DeLeo guys, the DeLeo brothers. Yeah, and don't, I don't, I don't get it. it. I don't get it at all. And Scott Weiland, yeah, he does have a good voice, but you know, much like Eddie Vedder, it's fucking obnoxious. Dude, Scott Wilde has like the most generic of all like rock voices. Like if yeah, anybody, it's, boring, they, it's, it's like Spinal Tap, dude. Like Scott Wyland could have started in Spinal Tap as a singer because he has that type of like generic. Spinal Tap. Huh? You said it like Spinal Tap. Is it a weird? Spinal Tap? Yeah, you, you said it really, yeah, you said it really weird. Like from Boston or something? Spinal I Tap? Don't I, don't I, don't know, know. I don't know what. But yeah, Stone Temple Pilots. Ugh. It's terrible. At least we're so far on the same page. Yeah. I'll get to um, the next one super quick because I don't give a fuck about any of these. Next one for yeah, me, yeah. number 19, Mother Love Bone. I had higher okay. hope for this one just because this was the roommate of Cornell that died and it really affected Cornell in a, like a, a huge way. Um, I thought this was very mediocre grunge music. Don't care. Uh, my 19 is Sonic Youth, Confusion is Sex. This record sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking it sucks, I fucking knew. Man. I knew you were going to hate it, too, when it fucking oh, started playing. I hated it. And then I was like, okay, maybe this is just the debut, like the first record. Maybe they, they kind of get into their own on the second record. So I actually listened to the second record as well. Like, was it Bad Moon Rising or something like that? Because I, that cover is so popular and so famous. So I'm like, okay, this, this is a popular record of theirs. Let's get into this. It's just as bad. It's just as bad as the first record. It's just like, it's like the precursor to Fugazi, but done so horribly. Like, it's just boring and fucking bad. Sonic Youth, those first two Sonic Youth records, maybe they get better as time goes on. But yeah, the first two Sonic Youth records are fucking bad. I did not like them whatsoever. You fucking love them, you fuck, you cuck. I... I mean, I don't love them at all, but I, I guess I'll get to my, my, my thing when I get there. Next one for me is, is Temple of the Dog. Mm. And, and I, didn't, I didn't know this came out before Pro Jam's 10, which I thought that, was, that would have been a cool thing if this didn't fucking suck. But uh, I was just like, <laughs> well, Eddie Vedder made this one dumb as fuck, so I can't even listen to this. Some of the instrumental bits were all right. And like Cornell does have a great voice, and we'll get out of that a lot later. But yeah. damn, dude. Like, like. I think everyone's just got to find a way to be obnoxious in this type of, in, the, in this genre. And Eddie Vedder is like the guy that inserts himself to do that job. Yeah. 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 All right. So my 18 is garbage and their wow. debut record garbage. Wow. Um, I did not like this. I, I never, I've only heard like, you know, the, the, the hits from the band. And I, even then I'm just like, ah, this is kind of dumb. I don't care. So I, I, I 
I went into this with low expectations and I, I got like five songs in and I thought, God, dude, I don't have no idea what's going on. This is so goddamn boring. I, it's just boring. There's nothing that goes that nothing, nothing happens at okay. all. Okay. The melodies are just forgettable. Okay. Absolutely forgettable. Okay. So yeah, garbage is my 18. So what do you got for 17? 17 here's here's where it gets into like okay this at least was an enjoyable listen i would never do it again but it was an enjoyable listen and that's whole whole pretty on the inside Uh, dude i immediately thought like suicidal tendencies for the opening track here just like like that (laughs) that i I saw your mommy like saw your mom that that's what it sounds like and the rest of the record also sounded very similar but there just wasn't any variety and Courtney Love's vocals are not bad. They're not terrible. But there's no melody to this fucking thing, dude. It's just like yeah. obnoxious through and through. It's like, okay, you can have like one or two or even a, a half a record of, of just dumb punk songs that don't go anywhere. But at least like throw something catchy in there. Fuck, man. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> whole The whole pretty on the inside is my 17 as well. This is, uh, I mean, take Kurt Cobain out of the picture. This is just not, it's a boring fucking record, man. There's no melodies. There's nothing here. Like, there's some good like tone, like good guitar tones and this and that. But there's no really standout riffs. No nothing. There's nothing that stands out on this record. And I was actually surprised because I hadn't listened to whole or anything Courtney Love, fucking fifty at least fifteen years. And I and I thought, okay, there has to be something good on this record. I mean, this is a very very famous record. And uh, yeah, dude, it's just straight up. It's 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 almost as boring as the garbage record. Almost as boring as that. Dang. But the only the thing that record. the only thing that sets this above garbage is uh is the guitar tone. I do really like the guitar tone on the on the whole record. But outside yeah, of that, because it sounds like fucking suicidal tendencies. I didn't I didn't get the suicidal tendency thing. You just listen to the first twenty seconds of the first track and you're like, Oh yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. So what do you got for sixteen? Meat Puppets, the first album. This is the oh. second time I've listened to the Meat Puppets. When I was diving deep into the, the JFA episode, I listened to the Meat Puppets. This is not fair because this is not like entirely indicative of their sound because mm-hmm. everything I've listened to the Meat Puppets after this sounds nothing like this. This is hardcore punk straight up. I didn't really like this. They have a ton of albums and eventually find their way into grunge in the mid-90s, early to mid-90s. But they're mm-hmm. a cool band with a very, very varied sound. But I don't like this shit, though. Hardcore punk for the sake of just being edgy and aggressive. Eh. Eh. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, my 16 is Alice in Chains, Facelift. <whistles> this um, this record, dude, I, I don't like Lane Staley's voice. I never have. I feel like Man in the Box is just a dumb song. It's a cool riff like with, the, with the wah pedal and everything. Um, but, yeah, dude, it, this... After the second song, I just I thought I was listening to the same thing over and over again. I was just, I was so over it, and I do understand Jerry Cantrell's style is a little bit iconic. Like his, he has a really good tone, and his riffs are, are, are pretty interesting. But Lane Staley just destroys every song, and the other two guys, the or the other band members, I just don't care. They're forgettable, just absolutely forgettable. So that's my number sixteen. Allison Chains, what do you got for 15? All right, number 15, Sonic Youth. Sonic God, Youth. too high, man. I mean, I, I, so bad, dude. I, I do have like a, 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 I don't want to say a soft spot because I don't really like this art rocky type of thing, mm-hmm. but, but th- I do, I do enjoy some of this a little bit. 
Um, but this is just like noise rock, art rock. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. There's some grooves here and there with songs forming, but like they quickly dissipate because oh, we could, we had to channel our, our Velvet Underground thing here and, and not be too <laughs> crazy about this because we're art people. But like my first my first real introduction to Sonic Youth that I remember was the Juno soundtrack, and they did the the Carpenters cover Superstar, and Juno came yeah. out right out of high school. And I was like, dude, that like that soundtrack's fantastic, and I love it. It's like everything that I it love is. about like that type of folky kind of indie music, except for that song. That superstar song fucking sucks. I hate it. Fucking hate it. <laughs> so that should have been an indicator for me that I'm gonna hate this album too. But I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. At least you didn't listen to two two Sonic Youth records. No, that was stupid. I would never do that. I don't know why you did that. I don't know because they have such like a they have such a um, uh, a reputation that and yeah. so many people love them. I thought. God damn, dude they, they, dude! they must get better. They must People get better. People love Pearl Jam. <laughs> I know. I should. I should have known. And Sonic Youth was one of the la- was. No, they were literally the last band I listened to, out of all these debut records. So oh. I should have. I should have known. I should have known, because Pearl Jam was the first <laughs> that I listened to. At least you got out of the way. I listened to it first uh, too. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so what is? Oh, so that was your fifteen, right? Yeah. Okay, my fifteen is Blind Melons. Blind Melon. Wow. Um, yeah, I I I liked it at first Holy because shit. It, his voice is a little bit higher. It doesn't have that 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 real grunge sound to the vocals, um, the, or the yarl, the annoying yarl. He doesn't have that really. Um, but then after a few songs, I forgot where I was at. It just it it dropped off real quick. Okay. I just I just thought it was boring. I mean, not, it wasn't necessarily bad because no, nobody was annoying. It was just forgettable. I'm Blind just Melon. fucking surprised have no you have rain. you have so much stuff here higher than Blind Melon. You didn't said Temple of the Dog, have you? I have not, but I mean, oh my god, dude, I have not. But um, none of these. I mean, we're not even in, in the good territory yet. Yeah, same like here. not even close to the good territory yet. Okay, all so, right, that's fair. Yeah. So what what do you got for fourteen? Fourteen Bush, sixteen Stone. Bush. I like this one a lot. As I was listening to it, I was like, oh, damn, that's pretty good, dude. This is pretty this is pretty dope, man. I like his vocals, just like naturally gritty and not masked with like bullshit yarl or, or verb. And it's mm-hmm. like, I thought, oh, you know, this is a solid rock album with two like absolute bangers. But then I was like, really? Was it like a really good rock album though? Like, what did I like about it? Well, I liked the drums because uh, there was that one fill. And then I thought, well, what about the bass? Like, well, the bass had... Um, no, I guess I didn't really like it that much. And so like the more I thought about it, <laughs> the more it dropped down. And I do like I I do like glycerine. I do like that song. It's it, it's it's fun to <laughs> sing and all. But like, come on, it's it's kind of a jokey song. Like I, I would uh. I would never I don't think I would ever like buy an album because of that one fucking song. But there's nothing mm. stand out on this on this I don't know. It's it's like this is like this is just like good background rock. It's fine. Okay, that's fair. All right, my 14 is Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog, self-titled the record. Dog. Um, overall, it was a boring record. There were some cool little jam parts, I noticed, but they were they were kind of unnecessary. They were just kind of thrown in there for the sake of it, but they were kind of interesting. Um, Cornell was fine, but did nothing super unique, like nothing like off the first Soundgarden record, which was very different. Nothing like you we hear on Bad, or, Bad Motor Finger or Super Unknown or anything like that. Ooh, I just think spoilers. it's spoilers. Um, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, this Temple of the Dog. I don't. I don't understand why people like this. It's not. 
it's not exciting. It's hard to get through. And not only that, all of these records are like at least an hour long. Dude, They're fuck fucking that. long, They're so dude. Long. God damn. So yeah, Temple of the Dog. I, it's fucking not very good. So for, that's my 14. What do you got for 13? Here, here's the last of the stuff that just was not enjoyable for me. But that's Alice in Chains, their, their first okay. album, her first album. Um, <laughs> honestly, I fucking yeah. love, I, I love, I love, I, I guess I'll start with, with, uh, with, 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 with Lane. He has a cool voice when he yells. And if you think mm-hmm. of like that part in Man in the Box, when he says, Jesus, like, Jesus Christ, like that oh, part. I hate that so much. Dude, that part, he sounds fucking rad. But everything uh. else, dude's fucking weak and forgetful. Absolutely. Forgetful? But that, forgetful he's forgetful because he forgets to be he forgets to not be weak that's why i said he's forgetful oh okay duh got him but dude like (laughs) jerry cantrell is fucking fantastic solid rhythm rhythms great riffs overall has rhythms you're you're on something else i'm on something else tonight man pod talking is hard pod talking is hard sure (laughs) 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 solid rhythm because this week has been so fucking dumb dude it's been so stupid Oh, fucking grunge <laughs> music is so stupid. Fuck that. Yeah. Again, solid rhythms, like I said. Yes. <laughs> great riffs. And and he had a great tone, dude. Like, he throws down a lot of, like, Sabbath-esque metal riffs. There's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff to enjoy. And uh, I, I like I like his guitar playing. I think it's I think it's great. I, I love everything about his guitar playing. But not even he can save this fucking album or this band. Agreed. Or Alice. Agreed. Or Alice. That's really dumb. Mm-hmm. All right, my uh, my thirteen is we're we're still in the bad territory here, the boring and bad territory. So we got Mother Love Bone, their first oh, record. Yeah, you Apple didn't talk about that one either. Yeah, this is Apple. Um, this one wasn't necessarily bad. It was just straight boring. It doesn't go anywhere. I do hear a lot of Guns and Roses and Jane's Addiction on this record. I forgot when this one came out. I think it was eighty nine. So it, this was post um, Appetite, but it was before. Well, no, Jane's Addiction came out in eighty eight, right? The first one, there's there's a lot of glam metal in all of this grunge shit. There's a yeah, lot of glam true. metal, and there's a lot of that early '80s like rock. Yeah, so so I heard a lot of that, and that was kind of I thought that was kind of cool, but it I was pretty bored through most of this. But Mother Love Bone, yeah, I I don't care about this record. It's silly. It's stupid. So what do you got for twelve? Twelve is uh, Creed, my own prison. We did this on the pod. Mm, I'm not gonna get did. too into it, but um, I I. I I enjoy this album as much as I can any Creed album. Um, if you if you care <laughs> to dive deeper into that, you can look at the episode that we did on Creed. Yeah, get into that. So my 12 is Neil Young's Ragged Glory. We only threw this Whoa. one on because everybody always claims Neil Young is like the godfather of grunge. He put out this grunge record. Well, and kind of uh, is, but this album's not okay, grunge. Yeah, yeah, this album is not... I don't even think this album is very good. This is Whoa. an album he did with Crazy Horse. I think it's like the seventh album that he did with Crazy Horse at this point. And um, yeah, I just thought it was boring. I don't, I swear, like everything after Rea- his album Reactor, I just don't really care for. I've heard, I don't like Harvest Moon. People rave about Harvest Moon, but I just, I don't care for that. Um, and this one, I thought it was just really dull. I, I don't know what it is. I can't, I can't place what I don't like about it, but I would never, I would never get this on vinyl. I just, don't really care for this one so neil young my number 12 so what do you got for 11 garbage garbage this is so high. i forgot you didn't garbage say this yet. wow so so my my oldest fondest memory of garbage is romeo and juliet soundtrack they they open oh, the soundtrack with a garbage song 
and it's fucking great. And this band's not like great or anything, but they, I don't know, they got kind of, and they're not fucking grunge either. So they have that cool kind of, uh, I don't know, that alt rock pop tone. And I like the guitar tone in this. Like you throw that, that tone switch down on the guitar and mm-hmm. like blow it out with like super fuzz and distortion. And I don't know, it's kind of fun. And like the vocals are completely contrasted to the music and it's nice. I like it. And also you it's very it boring? fucking 90s too. No, I didn't think it was oh, yeah. boring. But like if any of these bands are are like holy fuck that sounds 90s like maybe garbage is like the band that sounds so yeah. fucking 90s. Yep, yep, yep. All right, uh my number 11 is Creed, My Own Prison, their first record. This record really isn't bad. It's not it's not a bad record and we like you said we talked about this on the pod uh like a couple months ago, so go check that one out. Um but yeah, now this is there's some cool guitar playing, great tones. Scott Stapp's not super annoying. So, uh, yeah, 11 is Creed, better than Neil Young. Creed is better than Neil Young. I said it. Uh, so what do you got for number 10? Uh, Audio Slave, and they're in my other rankings too. So do you, should I mention it now or do it later? Uh, do, we'll, go, we'll go later. Okay. Uh, so my number 10 is Meat Puppets, Meat Puppets. I like this. I, I like Ugh. this hardcore rock, ah, hardcore punk. nothing you know? about this, though. It's fucking generic. It could have been <laughs> any fucking kind of, band, and it's been okay, done by a okay, thousand bands. It's fair. all fucking dumb, dude. That's fair. That's fair. Ugh. But we're we're talking about in the context of all this trash. Like, there's so much bad stuff here. I'm not saying me, this Meat Puppets record is an amazing hardcore record. It's Neil Young flag. better than it's this not one. A Gorilla Biscuits. <sighs> no, the Neil Young really isn't that great, man. Fucking Creed was I better think, than Meat Puppets, dude. You you got you got your your Neil Young you know goggles on right now. Like, <laughs> this is. That that Neil Young is not that great, dude. It's not. Okay. Okay. It's not. That's wrong. But so, okay. but yeah, the Meat Puppets. It's it's good. I, I would I wouldn't get I wouldn't buy this. Um, but everything after this, I would think about buying if it was if it was a decent price. So, what do you got for number nine? Number nine, Blind Melons. Blind Melons. Uh, I like this a lot. I thought this was really good stuff. I thought it was a great musicianship. That's like complex enough to be interesting but still in that pop alt-rock realm for the masses to kind of like chew on. But there's a mm-hmm. lot of depth to this. There's a lot of really cool shit here. And I like his voice. He has a cool swing. Very like lackadaisical, kind of lazy, but not really lazy. Oh, this is fantastic. I would buy everything from nine up on the vinyls, given the price. Ooh, damn. Blind I'm million. fucking surprised. Dude, I'm glad that there's so many up topper. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Top. Okay, so so my number nine, and this is where I would start getting it on vinyl if if like you said, if it was a decent price. If I don't already have it. Um so my number nine is the Melvin's Gluey Porch Treatments. Um I've heard I've heard different Melvin's records over the years and I've always thought they were okay. This one is actually really good. It has a shit ton of fuzz on those guitars. And it's very, very stoner rock. I, I don't I haven't really listened to anything from them that that sounded this stoner rock. And I really liked it. I thought this was a solid record. It's long. It's like an hour long, like every one, every one of these fucking records. But yeah, dude, they were doing this like in 19... I think this came out in 84 or 85. Like mid-fucking 80s, they were putting out music like this in the middle of all the, the glam rock of the time. It's it's crazy. So yeah, Melvin's is my number nine. So what do you got for eight? <laughs> Neil Young, Ragged Glory. That's that's my number eight. Oh, and I, God, it, it is totally not grunge. There's elements of grunge here, kind of, I guess, but maybe just like the aggressive part of Neil Young. But nothing also that Neil Young hasn't already done and been doing for decades. 
This is mm-hmm. nothing new. Like Neil Young has been doing this since fucking the late seventies, but it's still a fantastic record. And I like I like this one because he jams. I mean, dude, Neil Young jams in the same fucking way over and over and over and over, but every fucking time it's so good. But now he's like cussing and shit. There's a song that he's just like fucked up and it's like, oh, okay, I like that. I don't like that. I don't know. Maybe I do have my Neil Neil Young goggles on. I don't know, but it's really good. You definitely have them on. So (laughs) that's your eight. My number eight is uh, Bush, their album 16 Stone. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about Bush. I've always kind of liked them. Um, They do have some absolute bangers of songs on other records. And I really enjoyed 16 Stone. I've always enjoyed this record. I thought it's, 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 it's a record that, I could just sit back and just kind of zone out too. Like I don't really have to pay attention and I'm totally fine with that. Like Gavin Rossdale has this voice where it's just nice. It's a nice voice. He doesn't really yarl. He doesn't, he's not over the top like Eddie Vedder and Lane Staley. Um, I just, I, I like Gavin Rossdale. I really do. I, I think he's a good singer and these songs are good. They're good songs. So I would get 16 stone for like, I'd probably pay like 18, 20 bucks for it. Oof. I think it's a good record. Oof. So, what do you got for uh, number seven? Number seven, Mud Honey, Mud Honey. Okay, this is a uh, this is a band that I've never listened to ever. Heard of them? Never listened to them. And this was fucking great. Everything, everything <laughs> up from here on up, I think is just pretty damn good. If not, like really, really good. And this was surprising because. I don't know. I've just never like I, I don't know any Mud Honey songs. Never listened to them, and dude, this was like this was like cool '60s garage rock kind of, but just mixed with a fuck ton of fuzz. And mm-hmm. maybe they're just not as great at their instruments, but still having a lot of fun. I guess it's the yeah. best way I could describe what I heard here. Um, but to keep it short, I love this album. I'm gonna continue listening to more Mud Honey after this. And people say that their first EP is really, really, really good. So I'm going to dive into that one this week too. But Mud Honey surprised me the most this week because I actually love this. Besides right. the album of the week. but Good, good, good. So Mud Honey is also my number seven. Super Fuzz, Big Muff. Love that title. Like you said, super fuzzy stuff. I really dig it. It reminds me, there are a lot of elements of Nirvana's Bleach on here. I know this came out before Bleach. So obviously Kurt took a lot from Mud Honey. And he's always talked about how he was so inspired by this band. Um, and you hear a ton of that on Bleach. So I, I think this is a great record. Definitely get it. So that's my number seven. So what do you got for six? Number six, The Melvins, Glueyport Treatments. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Melvins has been a band that we've always wanted to do on the pod, but they, it's been so long. They've done so much stuff. It's like, where do we begin? Where do we get into them? What era? Um, but this was fun. This is way heavier than I thought this was going to be. Very sludge metal, doom metal shit. I loved it. A lot of super heavy sounds that were just like really great, just over and over. I just, I didn't think that the Melvin sounded like this like ever, and I thought that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's heavy, man. It's heavy stuff. All right, so my six is X, Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah, I was, uh, I you know, friend of the pod Annie has been trying to get me into X for as long as I've known her. You know, I've known her for fucking twenty years now, and she's always tried to get me into them, but I've never really sat down with them. She even made us a playlist once, and I remember listen, listening to it, but I just couldn't, it didn't click with me. But this first record, man, it is solid. It is, it's not really grunge. It's more pop. It's, it's not grunge more at pop all, and melodic based. I, I, I don't know, man. I just thought this is a great fucking record. I, I'm, I would love to do this record on the pod. 
along with a few of the other ones that we're going to be talking about soon. Um, so yeah, I'll just leave it at that for now. So what do you got for number five? Okay, number five. You ready? I was born ready, baby. The Gish. Ugh, I knew you were going to say that. You're the Gish. Dummy from Smashing Pumpkins. Dude, the top five is like, these are all fucking fantastic albums. Like, Yeah, and I know really. you, you have Gish already. So you And know, I have Gish get... on the vinyls. And it's it's interesting yeah. because the the the, owner, the friend of the pot, Anthony, who I do the, the, the Pearl Jam thing with, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been on this Smashing Pumpkins kick for, for several weeks now. And like it's fun because he'll come in with like, oh, I just listened to this album or Machina or Machina 2 or Oceana or whatever it is. And, and we'll talk about it. But he kind of brought Gish first. And he's like, yeah, dude, if you think of Gish like, like more of a psychedelic rock album that just happens to be in the grunge realm, like it's a lot better. And so then I, I kind of, I don't know if we even talked about this on the pod, but I kind of thought about that when I listened to it again. I said, okay, now that I'm a, I'm a psychedelic man here, let me go into this thinking that this is a psychedelic band, but also just happened to dabble in grunge. And holy fuck, dude, it's really, really good. If you think of that in that terms, if you think of it as like a grunge yeah. album, it's kind of weird. It's kind of displaced. doesn't really make a lot of sense. But like a psychedelic band that just is kind of doing grunge shit, because a psychedelic band is going to take more liberties and, and do weird things and timings and fills and things like that, and they do it. Yeah. And this album's fucking fantastic. And this is my... I think I ranked this my second favorite. It was Adore, Gish, and then Siamese Dream. I think so. I think you're right. But it's a fucking and then, fantastic and then Melancholy. Album. Retroactively, you said Melancholy is your favorite. I have three Smashing Pumpkins albums on the on the on the vinyls, and that's all I'll ever buy. Well, <laughs> given that that Autumn or Atum is 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 good, maybe I'll buy that one again. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe buy it again. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't know if I bought it the first <laughs> time. <laughs> All right, my number five is uh, Pixies, Surfer Rosa. Wow. Uh, this is just like very lighthearted, poppy, um, punk grunge kind of, uh, really wonky sounding stuff, especially with the guitar playing. I loved this record. It was so much fun. I'm definitely going to get this on vinyl. I don't know where I don't know where I've been with the Pixies. I, I, I mean, obviously the, the big song, the Where Is My Mind, obviously that song is enormous, especially after Fight Club and all that, but... Yeah, dude, the other songs are fucking killer, man. This this album's awesome. So yeah, Pixies, we're definitely gonna be doing this on the pod too sometime in the future because it's it's killer. So, what do you got for number four? See, this is this is where it got hard because like X and Pixies aren't they're not grunge, and so yeah, do I put like I do I put like the Pixies above Nirvana? Obviously, we both have Nirvana bleach up here. They put them above like Smashing Pumpkins because it's not grunge, but I enjoy it more. I don't I don't know so. Like my number, my number, what is this? Four, is uh, mm-hmm. ultra mega okay. That's okay. Within yeah. Everything else, I, I, it just wasn't fair. But all like, I don't know. Just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go I get ahead, it. Go ahead. Yes, because I mean you're not going to talk about ultra mega yet. So yeah. uh, my my number four is audio slaves. Audio slave. Dude, because why we decided so to throw fun? audio slave. Right, on we'll me. get into it later. I'll make fun of you and yell at you. Yeah, there. we'll get into that later. So what do you have for three? Number three is X. Los Angeles. I did that same playlist. She wanted any friend of the pod. Annie wanted us to listen to X and I just like, okay, it's fine. Whatever. Don't care. And for whatever reason, like we got a copy at the record store and like an OG pressing. And I was like, okay, before, before I see this fly out the door, cause I know somebody's going to pick it up. Let me just listen to it one more time. Threw it on, fucking loved it, bought it, listened to it again. And then I was like, wow, this band is so fucking good. This band is yeah. absolutely amazing. This album is absolutely amazing. And I, I, I think I think what it was for me was this subconscious thing that that when I heard 
X in the album Los Angeles, all I thought about was fucking Brody singing Los Angeles. This is the city. <laughs> and maybe that was like a subconscious thing that, that just kept me away from listening to X. But holy fucking shit, dude. This album is absolutely fantastic. Not grunge, but super, super good. <sighs> all right. So my uh, my number three is Soundgarden's Ultra Mega OK. So we'll move on from that for now. What do you got for number two? Pixies, Surfer Rosa. I've always kind of been like a halfway fan of the Pixies. Never like dove deep into them. But Surfer Rosa and, and then uh, was it Doolittle or yeah, Doolittle, the next album, both absolute bangers. The Get Up Kids are huge Pixies fans and they've done covers of them. And, and that's how I know like a lot of the Pixies songs, I guess. But yeah, dude, this is just like, this is what like art kind of punk should be, right? This is, this is just, this is like art punk mixed with people that actually really want to play music and layer things and, and be great at it and not just be Sonic Youth that's fucking trash. Like this is, this is musicians mixing art instead of like artists putting music into their art. <laughs> I can't believe I've been sleeping on, on Pixies for so long. It's crazy. So my number two is Nirvana's Bleach. You're this fucking one... nuts. <laughs> you're fu- you're just you got your fucking Billy Corgan goggles on, dude. You're fucking nuts. You're absolutely bonkers. Uh, anybody who's known me, you know, since eighth grade, you know, knows that Nirvana is just has been something so special to me. So this says something that they're my number two, and that Bleach is my number two. Um, I will say though, because obviously my number one is Gish, Smashing. Oh, I'll just I'll get into that in a second. So yeah, Nirvana's Bleach debut record i fucking love this the tone of it the how it was created is just amazing kurt cobain is a fucking genius songwriter one of the greatest songwriters of all time i don't give a fuck what anyone says he is or he was um nirvana's bleach ah, fuck we got to do this one someday too even though we did in utero once before um so yeah it's my number two what do you got for number one bleach i I don't even think this is like nirvana's best album but as far as not as far as like what is the quintessential grunge album, this is more grungy than Nevermind. Not like because of the songs or whatever, production, whatever it is, but if we're just doing first albums only, this is the quintessential grunge album of all time. And the song Paper Cuts, like that is the oh, fucking wow, grungiest fucking of the grunge. That is it. That is what everything aspires to be. That song has everything that you want and don't want from grunge. But even if you the parts of it you don't want because they're kind of weird and, and quirky, they're still really fun. This yep. album is 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 dude, this album is the greatest grunge album of all time. Sorry. <laughs> this, is album is a, this album is the greatest debut grunge album of all time. Okay, I was gonna say, because there's no way you think this is better than in utero. No. This album is the best debut grunge album of all time i'm not even if i'm oh, saying okay. that right but you get it yeah i get it i get it so yeah gish from the smashing pumpkins are is my favorite record um i i mean gish is definitely a better record musically songwriting i mean i like i said i love kurt's kurt's writing but um billy corgan there's something but i don't know what it, it is grunge i know i understand what you what you say about the whole psychedelic thing and everything but the reason why we did this 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 group of albums and artists is because they they were so quintessential to the grunge scene not not maybe not necessarily the debut record but within the scene like years later you know what i mean but then that's so much work for for us to go and find like okay the sixth sonic youth record the seventh mud honey record that's what we're gonna listen to yeah 
you know what I mean? That, that's just too much work. And I don't care. Splitting enough. hairs and that becoming even yeah. more subjective. If you do this, the debut album, it's that's it's set in it's stone. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, exactly. So, th- so that's why it's it's li- this list is a little skewed, but whatever. I we're not getting paid to do this. We're just doing this for fun. So I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, Gish by the Smashing Pumpkins. It's it's just a phenomenal record. You, from a production standpoint, from a songwriting, everything just sounds so good. The songs are fucking amazing. I love this. I love this record to death. It's better than Bleach, but it's not better than Nevermind. It's not better than In Utero. It's not better than Incesticide. It's, but it is better as a debut record. It is better than than Nirvana's Bleach. I really truly believe that. That's my number one. Okay. Gish. I I okay. All right. It's true. It's true. I just, I just thought we were like, like ranking the, like the grunge albums and, and debating whether or not this is a grunge thing or whatever. Because if but we're also, just doing based on what we like, what we've we also like, then, okay, all right. <laughs> that's that's all the rankings are. It's about what we like. Okay, well, I take these very seriously. What we say you is apparently fa- no, just think don't. it's a fucking joke. So, well, that's wrong. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this. Uh, the, these weird rankings of the debut grunge records. Hopefully, we pissed everybody off. Uh, but give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, <laughs> please. Um, stay tuned, obviously, for we're in grunge season right now. So get into that. Um, that's I it. Just imagine all these that's fucking all. Eddie Vedder loving cucks. Like, <laughs> oh, fucking one star. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's it. That's all. Eddie Vedder. Let's see.